This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking very important questions like, whoa, come on, you never watched Twilight? Or you still haven't seen New Moon? Or and you haven't seen Eclipse either? Or I can't believe you haven't seen Breaking Dawn Part 1? Or how have you not seen the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2? Welcome everyone back for a new, we're a starting new wet and wild, a for new a new moon. moon, a new moon in our podcast, one might say. Uh, I am uh, your co-host Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host Caroline Thompson. Oh God, this is a movie podcast for every week. One of us brings one of our favorite movies that the other one hasn't seen. We talk about it. And we watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. Let's, I said this at the end of last season, let's put a stake in this one's fucking heart. Let's do let's it. kill this vampire. Okay, Caroline, I don't even know how to ask this question, the question we usually ask, which is how, because you've answered it so many times now. I have, I have. Yes. But we, yeah, yeah. I've only answered it one time on the main feed and it was weeks ago. So I'll be brief. True, true. If you want to so hear it. How have you not seen The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn part two, specifically that one? Specifically this one. So um, if you have been, if you listened last season, you kind of heard my breakdown of basically long story short, by the time new uh, Breaking Dawn part one came out, I was like, yeah, I don't need to hate watch things that aren't, that aren't my, my vibe. I can just let them be. I can just let other people go and watch those movies and I could just not watch them. And it's fine. It's fine actually to do that. Um, so specifically, how have I not seen Breaking Dawn part two? specifically because uh, we have been doing this podcast and we planned at the beginning of last season, which would have been planned last year, that uh, we were going <laughs> to end, end last season with part one and start the next season with part two, which is what we are doing now, much like much like the folks over at, um, at Summit, Summit Entertainment. True. Um, we, we, gave you, we gave you a part one and then we took a break. We need to go away for a while, broke it up into two parts. So yeah. We're going to do Bring Dawn Part 2 today. Yeah, we did not record these episodes concurrently, though. That is an important distinction between us and the Summon Entertainment Company. That's true. We actually waited a little bit because uh, we were not about to talk about two Twilight movies that close in a row. Oh, God. Okay, so another... Can I, Carson, can I jump in on. really fast? Please, I just yes. want to say, uh, since this is the first episode of New Season, mm. uh, if you hear my voice, hey, friendly Hi. neighborhood producer Corey. How's That's it going? producer Corey. We love him. Hi, producer Corey. All right, Caroline. So much like our last episode on Breaking Down Part 1, we, we discussed, we've now talked about all the Twilight films, either on Patreon or on the main feed. So you've answered wink, this wink. question quite a lot. Yes, wink, wink. Go, go give us Patreon money, please. We'd love that. Um, but you've answered this question a whole lot, and especially about the Twilight Saga in general. So we're going to get really minute here. Specifically, what do you know, or you think you know, about Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2? Yes. So, Part 2. Um, well, and at the end, Part 1 ends, like, leaves off with Bella has just given birth mm. and uh, 
it would it would seem it would seem she died during during the ordeal because you know they they made a big deal in the last one about um like can can a human even give birth to a vampire baby like will it work like could she even survive and presumably she died but then at the very end like the last shot is her eyes opening and she is the makeup is very corpsey. She's like very much like now a vampire. She's got the red eyes, um, the whole nine yards. So I would assume that this film picks up probably very shortly thereafter. Bella is a new mother. Edward is a new father. The baby is a new baby, new vampire baby. And um, yeah, and I mean, like the whole thing at the end of the last one was that Jacob imprinted so like he presumably is gonna they're kind of gonna kind of form like a one big happy family thing where he's like working with them because he like loves the baby now and um, I do believe and I only base this off of the fact that they keep teasing in the last over the last two movies they teased but it's not happened so it kind of has to happen here like the, that the Volturi, the, the, the secret order of Italian vampires is going to return. Um, and it would seem, I, I would assume now that like the conflict is more or less settled with Jacob, that they're probably the, um, probably the main antagonists in the film. Like the main conflict is probably going to center around them as opposed to the, the Quileute folks who they have kind of been warring with locally. Yes. And beyond that, I, I don't really know much. Um, I know the baby's called Renesmee, yeah. which is what, but I mean, that was, um, that was a uh, name dropped in the first or yeah. in part one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Terrible name. Terrible. We talked about that though already. Yeah, fucking terrible I don't know. I, I, th- I think that's, that's presumably all I know. I, yes. I would say you're missing. You're very good. I mean, you know how uh, basic like blockbuster film scripting works. <laughs> so congratulations. You can make pretty good guesses. Um, you're missing like a couple of elements that no one could guess in a billion years. Like if you try like if you were like, what is going to be in this movie? Um, but well, are the things what I about, hear this, about yeah. this one is like, is like yeah. everybody says that like, everyone says that like part two is just like absolutely bug nuts. Yeah. Crazy fucking wild. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, spoiler alert, this is my favorite Twilight movie. Like by a, a pretty decent margin because it's really just, it, it just goes, it just goes and goes. It's, ah, I'm so excited. See, I'm <sighs> so interested because like the last, the last four movies have all really been like, have really been about the vibe yeah. And really kind of been about the moping, you yeah. know, and there, there isn't a ton of like action, you know, there's not a ton of like story. There's not a ton of like, it's just kind of like a few teenagers, like gather in a room together and kind of like bicker amongst themselves, which like, Hey, like no shade. Like that's what high school is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. that's not a bad thing. It's just like, they're not particularly plot heavy films. So no. like, I'm so interested to see no. like where this can even go yeah because I I just feel like it's gonna be such a departure (laughs) at least like in terms of like the way the story unfolds yeah it it is both very par for the course and also a a good 
chunk of it is a real left turn. And I'm, I'm very excited for that. I don't really want to, is there anything else? No, because I don't want to say anything else lest I give away the magic of no, what you're no. about to see. I, okay. I really don't think so. I really don't All right. think so. Fantastic. Okay. Well, if there's nothing else, let's get into our game for the week. First one of the new season. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been with Twilight for a while now. I didn't want to just send it out. I know we're going to do recast it. Oh, we're going to do fucking two truths. No, no. I have done a slight modification for our game today. So Caroline, (laughs) I have found quotes from the book, Twilight Breaking Dawn, written as only one book, then split into two parts. Yes, yes. Like many, of them, like many Hollywood adaptations. Yes, yes. Like like your like your Harry Potters, like your Divergent series. Like your Dunes. Like your Dunes, exactly. Maybe a better example. But uh, I, two are actual quotes from the actual book. One, I wrote. I just wrote in order to try and trick you. So the first game this. is that you're going to try and figure out which one I wrote. And as I read these, you're going to notice that there's a bit of a common theme to them. Are, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do my best to read these as written. So the first one. These are all so fucked. Um, hey, Rosalie, do you know how to drown a blonde? Stick a mirror to the bottom of a pool. Okay. It's number one. She's pretty good, Emmett stated plainly. Rosalie stared. Could vampires get flushed? Something about the contrast of that perfect blonde in her hair and the slight blood red tint of her face was hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Number three. I don't wanna kill girls, even vampire girls though I might make an exception for that blonde. So is this a whole thing about how much people want to kill Rosalie? Um, <laughs> I think one is definitely, definitely from the book. I think that one is so specific and strange that I feel like that almost has to be it. Like in the book, rather. The I don't want to kill a girl thing is very something I feel like Carson would write. Like that that just kind of sounds like you, but also, but it might be. But also like when you read that second one, I'm like, oh, that's that's the one that Carson made up. Um shit. Okay. Um could you read me number two one more time? Yeah. She's pretty good, Emmett stated plainly. Rosalie stared. Could vampires get flushed? Something about the contrast of the perfect blonde of her hair and the slight blood red tint of her face was hilarious. Just was hilarious. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Carson that you made up quote number three. Is that your final answer? Sure. I got you. No. <laughs> I wrote number two. Damn it. Oh, you were, I thought you were on to be there for a hot second. Damn it. Oh man. Let me tell you the writing exercise of trying to make a snippet of Stephanie Meyer was actually like kind of difficult in a way. Cause I'm like how, like the perfect, 
of like, it's so simple yet it's so overwritten was like kind of hard. Uh, well, I'm so glad I've started out this season with a solid ass win. Hell yeah. Excellent. excellent. <laughs> Caroline, are you ready to go watch the last Twilight movie? Let's do it. Let's do, do it. it. I, I so am excited ready. to, for the rest of my life, be able to partake in conversations about the, the series in its totality. <laughs> because for the last, like, I don't know, decades since this movie came out, maybe maybe even slightly more than I people have just been like talking about Twilight, like the specifically this, like these yeah. two films. And I've just been like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I never saw it. So <laughs> okay. Well, let's go watch Twilight Breaking Dawn part two. Corey, do you want to do it? I do. I do. do. <laughs> you named my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah. We talked about this last night. Hell yeah. Uh, what a line. Uh, what what a, line. a line. Okay. Um, Caroline, before you talk, I got to say, two's my favorite now. Like Breaking Dawn Part 2? No, 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 no. No. Uh, uh, new moon. New moon. New moon. Really? Yeah. Because let me tell you, here's the thing I realized about this movie: is that the first 20 minutes and the last like 40 minutes, fucking great. The middle 30, boring. So boring. <laughs> well, sure. But what do you what do you think? Breaking down part two. Let's start talking. What? Just uh, early thoughts. I mean, honestly, I mean, probably my favorite. Of the five at this point, I think. Um, definitely the, probably like overall the best. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I had a good time watching it. I yeah. really, uh, especially, oh my God, it's so crazy to me that like this movie and part one are two halves of the same book. And that it's yeah. like, you know, part one and part two, because they're just wildly different things. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, to some degree, to some degree, I mean, I guess I can understand that if like, you know, I understand from like the standpoint of adaptation, like having not read the book, um, but like from the standpoint of adaptation, I can kind of see like if some of the stuff that's in part one is really in the back half of the book and vice versa, but like thematically and like information you need to watch the films wise, it makes more sense to kind of shuffle some of those things around, you know, shuffle some of the more like, you know, questions about mortality and about motherhood and blah, 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 blah. And like marriage to the first part to then like shift the, some of like the, cool actiony horror stuff to the second part just so that the the films in and of themselves are maybe a little bit more co more coherent but like these do not feel like like part one and part two of the same thing no no absolutely like, not. like, they, like this yeah. feels more like a sequel <clears throat> this feels like a sequel to um eclipse more yeah. than it feels like a sequel to breaking dawn i mean it feels more like a sequel to new moon like honestly like i feel like you can almost do twilight new moon breaking dawn part two and like if you just put in a thing uh at the end of new moon that's just 
you know, six years later, and then it like jumps forward to Bella and Edward having a kid. Yeah, you know? it, 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 it's it, like, it, oh, I, and they lived happily ever after, and then they had a kid, but then you know, it's like I don't know, but the, I mean, that's my whole thing with this entire franchise is like it's it's very it it, it picks up themes and threads and narrative beats when it's convenient and then drops them for an hour and a half. And then it's like, remember that thing in the first movie that happened? Well, that's relevant now. And it's just like, I mean, it's all over the fucking place. So I feel like you can almost make 12 different trilogies out of these five films somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just rejigger some stuff around a little bit. Yeah. It it speaks to how like fan fiction-y Stephanie Meyer's writing style is where everything's kind of, uh, and then, and it's like a child. It's like a child telling a story. The Twilight films are just, well, and then, and then, and then, and then, and there's no real through lines. So there's occasionally she remembers that she set stuff up earlier in different books. And like so much of the books is preserved except for, okay, Caroline. Yes. Did you know that the battle that comprises the last third of this movie is not in the book? No, I actually, okay, I did not know that. I did not know that until like two and a half minutes before we started recording because uh, for those listening at home, it is very early afternoon on a Saturday. I woke up this morning and and watched this movie just like, you know, in my living room. And when it was over, I was like, I, my, my, my partner came out and was just like, so what'd you think? I was like, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. She's like, did you know the battle wasn't real? And I was like, I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, and she was like, she was like in the theater. Everybody gasped and was sobbing when I saw it. And I was like, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, was that not in the book? Like, was that not like, was that, uh, was it, they're not like a fake? And she's like, no, there's no fake out. And I yeah. was like, I was like, what? And she's yeah. like, yeah, it's not in the book. I'm like, but that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, it's not in the book. And it had been a while since she read it. So I was like, so how does it happen? Does she just give him the vision? And she's like, I don't remember exactly how it unfolds. But like, I was like stunned. Like my jaw dropped when she told me that that's not in the book. Yeah, no, it, it's basically, it is just like, if you cut the battle out, that is what happens. No, I would give, um, there are a lot of like theater going experiences I wish I could either have for the first time or repeat. And one of them is God, I wish I could be in the audience of teenage twilight fans on opening night of breaking dawn part two, like when everyone's that dying. Happens. Yeah. And they're just like, this wasn't in the book. What's <laughs> happening. And it's like, I mean, look, I hate plot devices where it's like, Oh, it was all just a dream, but like it is, it, is a it plot. Works. It's effective. Yes. It's very effective yes. here. And it's a plot solved for like, look, I can't get away from the book, but like, God damn it. I want this movie to end with like a cool final vampire battle. Like, well, there needs I, to be, there needs to be a climax. There needs to be some Yeah, kind this needs of, to be like a movie. Like it needs to have right. like rising action. <laughs> well, and, and I have to say, I have to say, I really, 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 really like that choice because I, um, because for two reasons, one, you get the cool vampire battle. Mm. And a bunch of people die. And I was bummed. Like, I was like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, I was like, I was like, I was, I was flabbergasted. They killed Jasper. I was like, damn. I was like, that's like a, that's like a, that's a big name character to just yeah. off in Carlisle. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, wow. I was like, this is insane. I was like, I was like, I can't believe Stephanie went this hard. Like, fuck. I was like, this is kind of, this is pretty metal. And, um, and then it was just like everyone was dying all around everybody. And I was like, 
fuck, dude. And then it cuts back, which A, I did not see coming. Yeah. B, my jaw just dropped and I gasped alone on my couch. <laughs> and then um, and then it gives me a thing that I really like in movies that we don't get enough of, especially in action-y type movies, where like I I I don't know if I latched on to Return of the Jedi early because this is my thing or if this is my thing because this is how Return of the Jedi ends. Yeah. But I love it when the villain sees the errors of their ways. Like yeah. it's like my favorite way to resolve a conflict and it very rarely happens. So like, um, like, like I, I really like it when it's like, and it's like, you know, it's like, it's like Return of the Jedi. You get the big battle, you get the whole like lightsaber fight, like you get the whole thing. And then like, they, like Darth Vader sees the error of his ways, they make peace and like it's tragic and he still dies, which is even more tragic because like, blah, blah, blah. I love it. Like that is my shit. I like a nice, I'm a very, I'm a very uh, people focused person who likes peace and harmony. So it rules for me when that happens. Like it's not even that, I don't even think that it's that he finds the error of its ways. It's that Alice is like, you will die. And he's like, no, I know. I just love, I just love when like, when the heroes are right and correct. And that's why they win. It's not because they punch the best. It's because no, like they are like, I, I, I like it. I like it when things are ended by resolving conflict. Yeah. And um, it doesn't happen enough in movies. And so when that happened, I was very pleasantly surprised and um and i was shocked i was i was i was actually very very taken with that choice yeah and i could not i god i can't imagine i cannot imagine the the reactions in those theaters that night because i would have i would have lost my fucking shit yeah if you were like a twilight fan I mean, just yeah. generally you would, but if you were like someone who had read the books and was like, what is right, happening? None of my favorite characters die. And then you yeah. get to the end of the final movie that you've been waiting for for years and you've been following religiously for years and they just murder all your favorite characters. Oh yeah. Fuck. I mean, it's incredible. I am, I, I am obsessed with the choice to do that. I am so obsessed. And the fact that it's like that long too. And it's like a full sequence. Cause like, you know, an easier way to do that is like, you know, Alice grabs the hand and then you just get the montage of like yeah. everybody dying. And it's like, and it's like kind of like, kind of like the vision Bella shows Edward at the end where it's just, it's, it's a montage. And it's like, you know, you could see that choice where it's just like, you know, she shows him a montage of everybody dying and then it's 30 seconds and it's like, oh, that would be bad. But like the fact that they commit it's like a yeah. full-ass action sequence. And also a thing, too, that I have to say is I another reason why I like it and another reason why I think it works is because I think that the action sequence is not quite as it's not quite good enough no. to be the the like actual climax of a film. So the fact that like you get it and you're like, okay, this is engaging, but like I was watching it, I was kind of like, I was like, I was like, it's kind of bland that it's just on like a flat field of snow. Yeah. Like it could be a little bit more visually interesting. And I'm like, and the choreography is like like not bad but it's like you know like action is clear like what's happening is clear but like it's not like particularly like incredible but i'm like but i'm like this is good like this is fun like i'm enjoying this like people are dying and there are stakes and like it's cool and then so that the fact that you get the double like you almost get like the double climax yeah on top of that is i think i think you kind of get the best of both worlds yeah absolutely 
hats off hats off to the screenwriter and hats off to uh, bill condon and good job good job bill condon you figured it out you figured out how to make the last twilight movie uh good actually um i will i the thing i say about this movie when i try and convince people i'm like no uh breaking down part two is like good is i'm like look it's like the fourth best x-men movie like It's just Hot Topic X-Men, and that's and if that idea sounds cool to you, then you'll probably like Breaking Down Part 2. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, because we've talked about it a little bit throughout this whole series, where Stephanie Meyer's, like, internal vampire mythology is kind of weird and wonky, and it doesn't really, you know, necessarily reflect, like... <laughs> I'm not trying to say like real vampires because that's not a thing, but like like anything you know, about vampires of myth or lore. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But like it, tr- like this is the movie where truly vampires just become like superheroes that need blood to survive for some reason. Like Rami Malek yes. is just straight up. Also, like <laughs> just how unfair it is that some vampires get powers. Like I grab you and I shock you, and some vampires are like I control the elements. I can read minds. I can see yeah, the future. Like, literally, like Remy Malik opens the it's giant chasm, and, it's, and and like literally, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I was like, that's literally the pit of like a pit of hell. Yeah, like there's lava in the bottom, like there is fire and brimstone, like yes. they are falling into it. I'm just like, I'm just like, damn, I'm like Remy Malik literally just opened hell. Yeah, yeah, he I. <laughs> I did Rami Malek's entire performances. You, you guys have seen that video of Rami Malek just talking about like how like stuff he likes, right? No. Oh, there's an incredible. I'll send it to you after this. But there's this video. I don't know what it's for, but it's like it's just Rami Malek. I'm sure he blinks in it, but it's as though he's unblinking, just kind of talking directly to camera, being like, "I like a summer's day. I like a nice walk along the beach. I like my mom." I like a nice latte on a like a, a fall afternoon. Like it's just a talk about and it's the creepiest thing ever. And like this performance is serving major that vibes because like they kind of talk about it, but like the performance note that all the vampires seem to have gotten in this movie is like blink as little as possible. And like some of the actors are doing that and others are not. And it's uh it's interesting. Like Michael Sheen fucking owns it. Like I was just gonna say that brings me to maybe my my uh, oh, the, the thing best I want to performance. Talk about the best, yes. Michael Sheen. Oh. oh yeah, go for it. Absolutely. That guy fucking oh, rules. I mean, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's incredible in this. It's a great, it's a great horror villain performance. And like, I don't even know, like, what, what is he doing? I don't know. I don't know. It's good. It's perfect. I'm just like. His laugh before that final battle is like <laughs> maybe my favorite moment in the movie. It's uh, fucking yeah, exceptional. I did, I did write down as a note in all caps, just Magnifico in all caps. <laughs> Magnifico. Good... I, I think. Magnifico. Magnifico. <laughs> it's, it's like they, and another thing in this movie that they've kind of talked before, before they're like, oh, these, the vampires, they live in Italy. That's like where they, where the Volturi stays. And in this movie, they're like, no, these guys are ethnically Italian and none of them have Italian accents. Like it is, and it's perfect. Um, and like my favorite Michael Sheen mo- moment, moment is like after it pulls back and it's Alice and she showed him the vision and he's like convinced. And like one of his backup Volturi guys is like, hey, wait a second, shouldn't we like, <laughs> shouldn't we like take a second and think about this? And he's just like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Actually, we're going to be tolerant now of these of this half vampire. 
<laughs> and it's you he just he's playing it so clearly because he that you know he's craven and he doesn't want to die so he's just like it's great it's so good he's the only guy that's like 100 clued in to uh the tone of like what this movie is going for like he is 100 all the way there yeah it's very good i mean he balances the absurd melodrama of like you're a vampire man in a flowing cape and a, and a, and a black parade jacket mm-hmm. uh, on a on a like on a field of ice coming to murder a bunch of vampires and wolves, but also like, but like have fun with it, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's I don't know. I mean, he, he's he's great. I mean, he's like one of my favorite things across all these movies, and he's like such such a such an important part of two for me, and just so good in this. He's fantastic. There's, okay. There's another performance we got to talk about. And that is the performance of Lee Pace. Oh, I love him. Here's the thing. He's got like three lines, but every single line he has goes so hard. Like, yeah. And he's like dumb hot. Oh, he's, he's like hot. And his opening line is like, fuck the British. And it's (laughs) like, it's such a low-key thing, but they're just like, yeah, Carlisle met this guy at the Battle of Yorktown, and apparently he's still hung up about the fucking British. Like, incredible. Yeah. He's also one of the few people that, like, I kind of believe he is a vampire. You know, like, uh, as I said, these are not necessarily, like, our mythological vampires. They are Stephanie Myers, like, weird vampires. But he's one of the few guys where I'm like, oh, yeah, if they were vampires, they'd probably be like this guy. Yeah, basically. And I mean, I don't know, like maybe it's just because like, maybe it's because this film is mostly targeted towards teenagers in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And it is now like literally a decade after this movie came out and I am not a teenager, but it's like, it's like the film is trying, it like tries so hard to make these like, to make like some of the Cullens like super hot and all of that stuff. And I'm just like, no, all you need is Lee Pace dressed like fucking, like he's from the fucking Velvet Underground or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. you just need, you just need Lee Pace dressed like a, like a fucking like, like new wave shithead. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. And he just like sees a hot blonde vampire and he's like, hey, <laughs> let's yeah. hang out. Like, no, he's, I mean, he's great. He's, he, he is great. I want a whole movie just about him. Oh yeah. Absolutely. In fact, I, I just saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies the other day. Yeah. And, um, he is like. Is Lee Pace in that? Oh yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know and that. He's, That's he's cool. like, maybe, he's like, maybe the best part of it. Damn. That's he's pretty like cool. Maybe my favorite like performance. You're telling me Pete Davidson. Other than Rachel, other than show. Rachel Sennett. I do really love Rachel Sennett. I, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Is she the? She's from Shiva Baby. That um, one, like yeah. Her okay. big, like, kind of like breakout thing. I, I, don't, I've not seen her in anything else, but she's incredible in that. And then she's yeah. really, really good in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I am seeing that on Monday, so I it will report is back. Pretty okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So, we. I mean, I got. We gotta. There's two things that like we gotta talk about. I don't want to get hung up on them. But one, yeah. I do think that. CGI Renesme. I think they should do a live action boss baby. And I do think that the baby should look like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's one. Um, two, I have, okay. We, we kind of motioned towards it in the last one, but the imprinting thing. People, uh, I, I sometimes hear there is this defense of 
not the idea of it. Like basic, I've never heard anyone be like, yeah, it's a good idea. Keep it, keep it in. But people will say in this movie, they really highlight like how angry Bella is about it. And that kind of grounds it in some way. And I disagree because that entire scene is not Bella being like, that's gross and pedophilic. It's Bella being like, she doesn't belong to, <laughs> she doesn't belong to you. She belongs to me. Like it yeah, is a scene and- where they could have been like, hey, this is weird. Let's kind of investigate this weird lore thing. And it's not, it's just like this, well, half vampire, half human, but this like human being does not belong to you. I own yeah. her. Like it, it is a little hand wavy. It yeah. is a little like, it it, it kind of feels like um i mean like like carson have you seen the live action beauty and the beast oh god like half of it yeah there's just like so many moments in there where it's just like clearly like disney went online and read like all the criticisms of yes and the beast, yes and they just like throw in these like four or five lines it's like, actually it's not problematic yeah, she's because a feminist actually she's yeah boss. It's, it's like cool. it's like like there's a whole thing where because it's like there's a there's a whole like thing online where it's like it's like huh the witch in beauty and the beast kind of sucks because like the prince is a dick and she like torments every single one of his servants forever because of it and then in the movie there's like a bit where bell i think bell is just like well why did you guys get turned into candlesticks too and they're like uh it's because we were so bad (laughs) (laughs) we were enabling him and like and so it's like it's like it's very like hand wave like no 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 like your criticism of this isn't actually what you think it's like look we're addressing it and like that's kind of what that scene felt like because it's just kind of like, you know, he's like, it's not what it looks like. And she's just like, yes, it is. And he goes, no, it's not. I just want to protect her and blah, 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 blah. But then by the end, it's just like, I don't know. Like, they're so close. I just feel like, I feel like the final shot where it's like, it's all four of them yes. on the beach. As yeah. Like, that is a little like, as mm, you ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same. That was the one where I was like, yeah, no, that one's gross. Because the thing is, is it's like, the, I, I know that like, mm, this is one of those things where it's just like sometimes when you're making art (laughs) you have to tell people you don't know what you want i am smarter than you and this is good for you so take it yeah and um (laughs) and it's just like it's kind of that thing where it's like i think you know a bunch of the a bunch of the 15 year olds who like wanted jacob to have a happy ending and Mm -hmm. wanted like blah 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 they're like no like i want that seven-year-old in the body or like you know in the body of an adult to fall in love with a grown man God yeah it. yeah and it's like and it's like they kind of like like i i'm sure if they like wrote that out there would be a contingent of the fans who were mad at it yeah. that said the contingent of those fans are at the were at the time literal children yes yes and true they don't know what they want and they no. don't know what's good for them and what i would have done were i to just were i to try to give them that happy ending is um you can do the same shot but what it is is it's is it's she is like an adult yeah. and like bella and edward are like unchanged and like Jacob comes up from the other side of the frame as an old man. Yeah, he's old he's now. He's your yeah. dad now. Yeah. You know, like he's a father figure. He's an older brother. He's a protector. He's not yeah. her weird Romantic temporary yeah. husband. Yeah. But um, 
whatever. It's like, they do a lot of work. It is just that thing of like, they do a lot of work to like, try to try to get around it. And they they mostly, they mostly do okay. But that, but at the end where it's the four of them is is so like there, I, we've talked about it the entire, you know, comes up when we're talking about these movies, but every so often you just like see so clearly Stephanie Meyer's like Mormon upbringing and the sort of like, you know, like chuggy, you know, like sweaters and sandals on the beach aesthetic that she clearly loves, like just come out so, so clearly. And that is one of those moments. Yes. Uh, Like, but you know, the flip side is, here's the thing in the battle at the beginning, when, when Bella's like, protect my daughter. And then he just starts bolting off with the kid on his back. Goes fucking hard. Pretty it goes cool. fucking hard. Pretty cool. That part is like maybe my favorite part of the movie because I'm like, no notes. Yeah, no, it's great. It's like it's one of the few bits of this movie where I'm like, wow, a relationship that two characters have evolved in a way and is affecting the action that is currently happening on screen. Incredible storytelling, like, and it's great. Yeah, no, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I mean, that's I mean, that's really I think like I thought this several times throughout this film, but like. I mean, it's 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 so basic, and I don't I don't mean this as like a slight, but just like I just kept thinking, like I was like, oh, this movie is working because there's actually a conflict. Yeah, yeah. Like there are characters yes. who want things that are different than the other characters, and they have to work to to stop those things. That like, you know, where like I mean, the conflict of the first like really four of these movies is like straight vibes. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like like I'm an angsty teen and I'm surrounded by other angsty teens. So like, if you put us in a room together, we're going to be kind of like bitchy to one another. Yeah. It's like, this one is actually like, oh, I have a family and I have people I love and they are in danger. And the, uh, the only way to stop that danger is to like do a thing where like I get help and I convince people that I'm, you know what I mean? And it works. It's like, it's actually like a conflict, which is kind of why like I watched this one and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, you could add 20 minutes to this movie and it could be like, or rather you could rewrite 20 minutes of this movie because there's probably 20 minutes worth of this movie that doesn't need to be in here. But like, you know what I mean? Like, like this could almost be a standalone movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like those 20 minutes are you just like what Carson said earlier. Yeah. You just, it's a short montage of all of Carlisle's friends showing up yes. and being like, what's up? I do this. Yeah. I do this. Yeah. And then- yeah. It goes on just a little bit. That and like the trading stuff goes on just a little bit too long. Um, I mean, look, the idea of like, let's go on a Pokemon collection hunt, gathering vampires of different ethnicities from around the world. Pretty cool and pretty fun. But (laughs) it's like every character is given just between like, if they had a little bit less characterization, it'd be fine. Cause you could just be like, oh, whatever. They're just background extras. If they had more characterization, it'd be like, okay, they're real characters, but it's just enough where it's like, what, wait, why are we looking at this guy now? What's his deal? Like what, you know, um, fucking, I do think Caroline, I know you've been watching Bear, Barry and I yes, do I think that, it. oh, it's so good. I it's do incredible. think it's very good. that Noho Hank should have been with those two Transylvanian vampires. He would have gone oh, so well. I them. love him. I love he's, him. He's the best character in all of he fiction. He's the I love best boy. I would die for him. I so sweet. You watched you so all of it like season three too, right? Yes, yes I have the fucking the fucking um body body our bodies back and forth for five minutes. 
I had to pause. I had to pause the fucking show because I was laughing so hard. And if you have not watched Barry, this is going to be utter nonsense, but body bodied our bodies. Incredible. So good. We have to. We must we need to remark this on It has here. to be said. This is yeah, incredible. This we is, didn't this plan is, this. This is a, I had no idea until, um, let's see, Corey, you posted this in the chat yeah. on the Zoom call. Uh, At 1230? Yeah, six uh, minutes wow. ago. Yes. Um, today, the day that we are recording this, August 13th, is the day that canonically Edward and Bella got married. Happy anniversary. Happy, Happy anniversary. anniversary. Happy couple. Wow. Sweet, sweet vampires. So uh, that's just a really fun, important uh, coinky dink. But canonically, um, it's been less than 10 years, right? So they're still in their decade long fuck sesh. No, it's 16 years. Oh, 16 years. But they did say yeah, that they. We, it also must needs be remarked that there is a, uh, a whole line in this movie about how um, fucking. Oh, what are their names? Um, uh, 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 Alice, not Alice, fuck. The one I don't like. Oh, uh, Rosalie? Yeah, Rosalie, Rosalie. and Emmett, fu- they fucked for 10 years straight. That, that yeah. is a thing that they talk about in this movie. Can I, can I throw my favorite line out in the movie? Please do, please you, do. You nickname my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster. <sighs> Which, um, better name than Renesmee. Unquestionably. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah. Nessie? Yeah. I lost my mind. When she said, I was born to be a vampire. I was born to be a vampire. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I just I thought it, it was really funny. It is pretty funny, but it's good. I it, Okay, so this is another thing in my notes I wanted to talk about. So we get that beginning. I actually, I think the beginning is pretty fucking good. One, because like title sequences, barely a thing in Hollywood anymore. I cannot think of a like big blockbuster movie in the last decade that has had such an involved title sequence as Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. And it kind of um, rips. I liked it. I liked it. I liked the title sequence. Also, um, I have to say, I big fan of the full series uh, credits. Yeah. At the end, big fan. Yeah, I wrote big, big uh, no joke. This is how Avengers Endgame should have ended. Like that is they, how Avengers they, Endgame ends. Yeah, but like it should have been even more. Oh, just like well, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like just they should have gone harder. All twenty-five movies or whatever. They should have done every single movie. They should have done every minor character that was in every movie. They should have had like a a full slide that was just like fucking whatever here's and Lawrence Fishburne and Ant-Man and the Wasp like this like they should have done every single character because it it's here's the thing those credits start and I'm like what who the fuck are these people like what is going on but then by the time they end they really put some money in the bank because then by the time they get to the main core cast you're like fuck yeah fuck yeah, yeah. Robert no, it, got to, it got to it got to Peter Facinelli and I was like yeah. oh, oh shit I was like I think Billy Burke's next and then Billy Burke was next and like, I'm like Billy I'm like here's, Burke, our, here's yeah. our trio I'm like we're, uh-huh. we're in our trio right now and it was nice no I think it's really nice I, I like it I, I liked it a lot it, it felt very um loving and sincere and sweet it, it was super duper sincere and like the highlighting the the introduction of the characters the first time you see their name in the book yes like it's so fucking stupid but you said it exactly it's incredibly sincere and like that is the most endearing thing a movie can be is just like its heart is on its goddamn sleeve okay other thing 
I like the beginning credits and then the parallel of the last movie ending with Bella's eyes and then the rushing back into her now vampiric eyes. Uh, pretty cool. And then, but then the her being a vampire and hunting thing, for four movies, we have seen the vampirism kind of outside of our like audience surrogate character's perspective. Like it's been this thing that is at different points in the movies, like kind of frightening, kind of alien, you know, un- non-understandable. And now that like we are in the fucking body of a vampire, the whole like they are just Calvin Klein models with bloodlust thing is like turned up to max ridiculousness. Like it is like truly just really kind of weird to look at how perfect Bella's hair is as she's like climbing around the mountains. I mean, it fucking rules, but it's really bizarre. Yeah, and how she's just in that like, like she she just gave birth, but she's that thin and she's in that beautiful yeah. like like short blue dress, but she's like zooting around the woods like dumb quick. Yeah, I have to say one thing. I have to say, and I'm gonna get up on my soapbox here. Do, you do it. You um, do it, girl. Bella Bella killing that climber is honestly no more dangerous than what he was already doing. Wow, he was free soloing. <laughs> That's so dangerous. No one should ever do that. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going on record. I'm going on record. You should always climb with a belayer and you should always wear a helmet. This is my soapbox. Thank you. Thank you, Climb Queen. We appreciate that. You're very welcome. I just, I just, I just think it's, it's very irresponsible of so what frankly, you're saying. Frankly, nobody would have been surprised if he never came back from that trip. Yeah, true. Honestly, she should have killed him. She honestly, she honestly. Should've. Yeah. She should have noshed his sweet, meaty little neck. Uh, also, like, Bella's powers that she's, I mean, look, follow the metaphor to its natural logical conclusion. It's Bella's super vampire superpowers that she's really good at putting away her horniness for a little while. She's really good at not being horny on main. That's like her. Yes. That her two her superpowers, it's yeah. that and then just being a being a goddamn mom, goddamn it. Like being a she can protect kill. everyone. Yeah. She can she can protect everyone. And I don't know, like that was like, I don't know, that um it's very much like the entire th- this entire movie is like the all those stories you hear about where it's like a kid gets pinned under a car and the mom lifts the car off of them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like it's like that's just this entire movie. It, it is, yeah. Oh, I also wrote down like there's the this movie, kind of all the movies have been this, but this one really truly has some scenes of like, damn, is it marriage cool? Like being married is the coolest thing to be, right? Like there's that whole scene. It, it's kind of great because Jacob's all like butthurt about it because all the vampires, it's like literally every single vampire is just standing around a circle, like grasping onto their pair bonded partner and just like staring them in the eyes intently. Yeah, it rules. It's it's like pretty good. It does, I think I said it in the last movie, but it does kind of support my theory that vampires in Stephanie Meyer's universe pair bond like penguins. Oh yeah, like, 100%. Like they pair for life and that's like explicitly just how vampire genes work. Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And like <laughs> Lee Pace's major malfunction is that he just hasn't found a good woman to love yet. Honestly? I, 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 I will, I will volunteer. I will be raised. I will, <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Here we go. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, this one is like, okay. I got one more little thing I got to say, and it's really stupid. Ready? Yeah, let's go. Lay it on me. Okay. First off, <laughs> ridiculous, like, you know, kind of side plot. 
but Bella going to Seattle and meeting with a man who basically Bella's like, who are you? What is your line of work? And he all but says, oh, I'm a vampire lawyer. Like that's my, that's my job is vampire lawyer. Also, his name is Jay Jenks. And she goes like, hey, Jay, what's up with you? And then in the credit scene, his name is not J-A-Y, like the name Jay Jenks. His name is J. Jenks. His first name could yeah, be anything. It's like Jacob or Jonathan or fucking Jamal or like whatever. But she calls him Jay. And I that is the first time I've noticed that, having seen this movie a lot of times now. And I don't know why, but that is so fucking weird to me that she calls- I know, I mean, we call J.K. Simmons J.K. Simmons, so we can call Jay Jenks Jay Jenks. That's true. Damn, Jay Jenks, vampirism lawyer legend. Uh, yeah, but that's that's my last uh, that's my last thing. This movie's so fucking weird. I and I do like it a whole hell of a lot, despite how boring it is in the middle. Yes, the middle is very boring. The middle um, is incredibly boring. But I don't know, just fucking Michael Sheen, man. Like he, Michael Sheen. He, he's he's such a treat to watch, and um, and I don't know, and it's just that thing where it's like it's one of those things where it's like in a film where so many of the characters are trying to be just like steely and cool and like the coolest fucking like the coolest fucking thing a sixteen year old can imagine. Yeah, yes, yes. It's fun when fucking like weirdo alien man who's trying to who's trying to fake <laughs> fake emotion when really all he wants to do is murder everyone but he's got to be like upright and aristocratic about it like that's fun to watch he's got to pretend to be a person for a little while it's great he also like looks like because everybody else it looks like their eyes just got colored in like basically with colored pencil like all the the golden red eyes the cgi is such that it looks like they just went color correction like insert delete you know red color whatever michael sheen's eyes i think just because of how much he uses them looks like he said give me not only colored contact lenses but contact lenses that magnify the size of my eyes oh yeah like he's got fucking big ass bug eyes and they're like kind of both really hilarious but also at times like legitimately pretty unnerving just how little he blinks and like when he chooses to blink like it's great Uh, all right can i can i throw out our last maybe discussion point please yeah do we want to rank our twilight uh movies yeah yes let me really quickly just go through um the running in this one still looks pretty fucking bad yes um oh it's terrible it's Line I think it's I very, think it's the worst. I think this one is the worst running. Yes. A yeah, lot of that think, CGI stuff when they're hunting looks so, ooh, bad. so bad. It's so yeah. bad. It's 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 almost a thing of like flying too close to the sun, right? Is it's like in 2007, like they had to really stylize it and it looks, you know, it looks more like um, you know, to reference Return of the Jedi again, like you know how like when they're doing the speeder bikes in Return of the Jedi, yeah, you can like yeah. tell, like you're like, this is fake, like this isn't like tricking me but like it looks cool and it's like and it's like going so fast and like zip 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 like yeah like that's kind of how it is in in the first one and then in this one it's like oh no we can like simulate what it looks like for people to like go super quickly like we can we can make that on a computer and it just like looks pretty bad yeah um the line in the beginning we're the same temperature now great pretty cool really, really good. good line yep good um line. bella being so strong that she hugs edward and like pulls him down to her level <laughs> and like is a little too strong for him hot um edward sees bella punch a dude in the fucking gut and then he collapses and he goes he he isn't she great 
same dude um oh i'm shy baby's pretty rough it's so rough i'm just going through my notes here pretty so rough. Yeah. it's yeah it's it looks, really the thing with the awful baby, the it thing with looks the baby, awful it, it looks really bad so, caroline i was so confused well yeah that's what i'm saying like it's pretty fucking rough like yeah yeah like um because i was watching it i was like why the fuck did they do a cgi baby when they could have just got a baby baby. and like then when she is like the actual human actor playing her i'm like oh they wanted to like give they wanted to give like the baby the same face as actor yeah and like they wanted to like control those expressions because like the baby does look like mackenzie foy yeah like a lot yeah oh they kind of like they like i get they like de-aged her down to infant and like but it just it looks so bad and it's not worth it. No. Um, and it ages really poorly. And um yeah, and those are those are those are all of all of the notes that I have. I will quickly us, add so. to that uh uh Bella and Edward husband and wife pulling off Michael Sheen's head, uh fucking fucking goals, like yes, big time goals. relationship goals. Very cool. Honestly. All right, Corey, what what do you got? Oof. All right, well, I'm gonna go these. I'm gonna go first. Um I'm coming out strong. Y'all gave me a really good appreciation for it. I'm ranking Twilight first. Damn. Yeah. Number Damn. one, Twilight. Uh, number two, Breaking Dawn Part Two, a movie that I, on record, said I hated the first time I saw it. And yes. now I'm pretty fucking into I was really Full drunk circle. the first time I watched it, and I had not seen another Twilight movie. <laughs> so when they zoom out of Alice's eye, I'm like, what? yeah, what is going on? Yeah. Um, and then. Eclipse. Whoa. New Moon. Breaking Dawn Part One. Okay. Okay, give wow. those give those to me again. Give those to me one more time. Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part Two, Eclipse, New Moon, Breaking Dawn Part One. Okay. Okay. Carson, what are you thinking? I'm hmm. I'm thinking I'm wondering if I'm going to stick with the thing I said at the top of the episode or not. That's my main confusion. Uh no. Uh, no. Okay. No, I'll stay with the way it was before. I'm going to say number one, Breaking Dawn Part Two. Mm-hmm. Number two, Twilight, New Moon. Number mm-hmm. three, Twilight. Number four, Breaking Dawn Part One. Number five, Eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah. That, and that is the objectively correct. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have solved. I have solved art. Oh. Oh, this is hard because, like, like I said this on the last one. Is it's just kind of like. It's they're like, all so different. Yeah, yeah. it's like they're it's like, so it's like they they all have like it's like the, the the sum total of the quality of these films is all allowed to is all allowed to equal one hundred, but like the sliders just like they they're constantly moving, they're yes. constantly moving. So to evaluate these things even like amongst themselves in any objective way is extremely hard. Yeah. But like okay. You're thinking about this real hard, and I'm very into it. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very heady explanation. <laughs> it's true, though. It's like it's like yeah, it's, it's like accurate. This one, I don't disagree. Like part one looks so much better than the first three, but it's so much sillier and more boring and less interesting. Yeah, yeah. And like, um. So let me think. I think. All right, I'm just gonna kind of go with my gut and what I'm feeling now. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Breaking Dawn Part to new moon twilight eclipse breaking dawn part one breaking dawn part one was kind of painful for me so the exact same as carson except flip the last two 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that Eclipse's boringness is more gregacious than Breaking Dawn Part One's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, and I just want to say really quickly with the distinction between Twilight and New Moon is I think New Moon is more watchable. Yeah. Like if you're just going to sit down and put on a movie, but I do, I do find Twilight to be more interesting and a more artistically fascinating film. But like, if it's like, if you put a gun to my head and we're like, you have to watch Twilight or New Moon, I would probably pick New Moon because I just think yeah. it's a little bit easier of a watch. I, I've said it like five like a, times, like, a, like yeah. an hour and 45 minutes of my time. I'm not going to get back. It's like that one's going to go just a little, go down a little more smoothly. Yeah. Sure. I've said it like five times now, but like New Moon's the most actually a movie of any of them. Like, yes. like New Moon, New Moon kind of has like a beginning, middle and end and like character arcs and stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good wow. shit. Good shit. All right. We've so- done it. Yeah, that's we that's the entire between between this episode, the last episode we did on Maine, and our Patreon. That's the entire Twilight saga. That was the last six months of our life. That was yeah, the last, we spent yeah. six months of our lives talking about. That's Twilight. great. I love it. I love it. Um, we did Incredible. good. We did good, kids. And I we think did that. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we did this. This is fun. If you want to hear episodes on Twilight, New Moon, and Eclipse, head over to Patreon.com/slash/hhminuspod. But we have really good episodes on or all three of them. If you want to hear our next series, in which we'll be investigating the Hunger Games franchise, uh, no, no. That's, okay, a, the, that's a lot. Those movies Down fucking vote. slap. Those I've, movies fucking slap. Here's and the thing: I will stick up to them every day of the week. I've heard they're really good, and I have they're read really all the books, good. and I did really like the books when I was like in middle school. The movies no, yeah, are think, very good. I mean, my thing with the Hunger Games is I just don't think there'd be too much to talk about because it'd be like, no, yep, pretty decent, pretty pretty good filmic adaptation of like pretty okay young adult books. Like, yeah, yeah, like rip, I don't know, rip, I, rip Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like that's yeah, yeah. real. Yeah, yeah I sure. only ever saw the first two movies and I only read the first two books, but I remember thinking the movies are better movies than the books are books. Interesting. I enjoyed the, I read I the enjoyed books. The books. I the yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the first two books, but like I. I remember being in high school and reading them being kind of like okay this is kind of like this is a little like cliche but they're like, making, like it's fun they're yeah. exciting they're like interesting yeah they're making the prequel movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. rachel zegler yeah rachel zegler's in that it's oh, not like about is. her because it's about young snow but she's in it interesting nice. wait okay. oh wait 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 then you know who should be in those fucking movies Oh, fucking, fucking Cooper, Cooper Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah! Oh. They should put Cooper Hoffman in those movies. Oh, incredible. Wow, we've yeah. solved the Hunger Games franchise so good. Anyway, so the real series yes. we're going to be doing on Patreon, if you listen to our Seamies episode, uh, you heard about it, but we are going to be doing Carson's and my curated Lego sequel series, which um, I think is going to be super fun because yeah. it kind of starts, because obviously I do think Tron Legacy is probably the first like real Lego sequel that happened, but yeah. that kind of like, that movie kind of uh, accidentally invents the Lego sequel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's-, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like oh, we're making a film to this uh, 30-year-old film. I guess we kind of have to like think about how we're going to do this, and then that kickstarts everything mm-hmm. um but i mean we are going through some of the biggest legacy sequels of the last seven years since 2015 um and the cool thing is is i think the five films we're doing are all films that one if not both of us really really love yeah 
which is going to be super fun to do. And yeah, then, absolutely. So it's it's Mad Max, Fury Road, Blade Runner 2049, yep. Halloween from 2018, mm-hmm. um, Doctor Sleep, and then The Matrix Resurrections. Hell yeah. And then yeah. that's, of course, setting the stage for us to lead into the Star Wars sequel trilogy, which we uh, said we were never going to do. And then nope. we, we got, you gave us the smallest opportunity to do it. And we said, fuck, we have to do it. <laughs> We get a a little bit of money and we go, ah, fuck, I guess we got to talk about Star Wars more now. How can we not? So that's going to be from August through, God, through March. Yeah. We're going to close out Legacy Sequels for 2022. And then the first three months of 2023 is going to be the Star Wars. Caroline, how dare we make ourselves talk about fucking Rise of Skywalker for our birthdays? <laughs> why is that well, our look, birthday okay. to ourselves? we said this on the scenes we said this on the yeah. scenes but we were doing legacy goals and the last jedi is like the big one yeah the last jedi is like the big one yeah the force awakens is also a legacy goal it, and it kind of invents it yeah i think a bit more than tron legacy we'll talk about this but but, yeah. but then we were we were trying to decide we can't do those two and not do Rise of Skywalker, but we can't do all three in one episode. That would be stupid, and we wouldn't, they'd be dumb. So we said, fuck, we just have to spend three months talking about Star Wars, don't we? Oh, no. Oh, no. It sounds like a Star Wars. We just have to. To talk about Star Wars more. Okay, I have to say, I am a queer woman who has been on the internet for the last seven years. I'm (laughs) sick of talking about Star Wars. Fair enough. Oh. I've had a Twitter account for the last seven years and uh check your privilege, Carson. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm I'm a straight man. People come up to me and just start talking at me about Star Wars, and I just kind of have to like go, whoa, okay. No, I haven't watched the Obi-Wan show. Why would I do that? Stop. It's please. not very good. It's yeah, okay. I, that's I'm sure. I don't yeah. I have watched the Obi-Wan show and it's like, I it's didn't fun. watch it. Okay, whatever. Uh next week. Wait, what are we doing uh, next week? Can I tell the people what they? Oh yes, oh know. yeah, of course. And then we will. We will tell everybody. May I please Start do my job? Off the season strong. Please do your uh, job. Uh, where we love you. Yeah. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also would really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash hhyns podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, all at HHYNSPod. Special thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. Like I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. Excellent. Next week. Next week. Next week. We will be doing, um, I, I have to say, if, if Twilight, if the Twilight Saga is in the echelon of, some of one of the greatest romance stories ever put to film, surely it is in the same category as this next film, as next week's film. Surely they are contemporaries. They are, they are, they are very much one of the well, same. Twilight Breaking um, Down Part 2 is in the Criterion Collection, so. Of course, of course. Yes. No, but uh, Carson, next week we are going to be watching the 1987 film that you have not seen. No. Moonstruck. Is it about werewolves being um, struck by well, the moon okay. and turning Nick into wolves? Nick Cage is extremely hairy. He is basically a werewolf in real Nick life. Nick Cage okay, has a I'll, lot of body I'll hair. I'll take it. And I mean, Cher is immortal. Cher has not aged a day. Yeah. So, no, uh, she looks the same. So um, maybe it is a film uh, about a vampire and a werewolf. 
Witches and of the Eastwood. moon is a big part of it. Witches of Eastwick is a documentary about Cher's life and how she's a <laughs> Satan witch. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it next week. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week when we talk about Moonstruck. Moonstruck.